the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant. Today, we're going to keep talking about great topics in the world of career development. We are here to help you get the information and resources you need to take advantage Uh, control of your own career as things out there in the work world are always so dynamic and moving faster and faster every day. If you're not thinking ahead, you're falling behind, and that's why we're here is to help you do that. So today I want to talk a little bit about the idea of brand and voice. And this stems from a conversation that started last May when Sheryl Sandberg gave a presentation at a graduation around how you shouldn't have a brand, you should have a voice. And of course, it, it caused a lot of stir and, and started a lot of conversations, which is what good speakers do, good presenters do. And it also confused a lot of people. So as I tend to want to do on this show and in everything I do, lessen the confusion and talk about what's really going on here and what do you need from this conversation to protect your career and your future. So what's going on here when we say that you you don't need a personal brand? Most of the time when you see this in an article or, or you hear someone talking about it, they are either confused about what branding is or perhaps spinning it as such so that they can stir up some um, uh, some fervor for themselves, which is good branding, right? We'll talk about that too. Branding really is, at the very heart of it, a very authentic process, a a very in-depth look at yourself. We're not talking about product branding as such, where it's all about maybe spinning it to the audience or, you know, trying to make those connections. Although that is part of branding, because any good brand, even a personal brand, has to connect with the audience, or it, it doesn't really matter how great it is. So branding is and when I talk about personal branding and when most people who are trained in the careers field talk about personal branding, we're not talking about spin or being fake or trying to figure out how to get people to think something specific about you. What we're talking about is a very in-depth process that has you figure out who you really are. And it's pretty all-encompassing. It's a 12-week program that I teach coaches how to do, where it's looking at your goals. Your goals are part of your brand, right? Because your brand isn't just where are you right now, but where do you want to go? It's your values. What's really important to you as a person? What's really important to you at work or in business? It's your vision. So those goals, that future, it's your your passions or interests, what gets you up in the morning, what do you spend your spare time doing, that's a big part of of who you are, even if you never want to make it part of your work. It's part of of your brand. It's part of what you bring to work. Hopefully you talk to people about it in some way so that we're not a um, 
monologue of work every day, all day, even at work. And it's it's those points of purpose. Why do you do what you do? What is it that, that you get out of that work in that deeper way? And for some people, you know, passion and purpose are um, four-letter words, I guess. And so you might think of those differently. Again, thinking about passions in terms of your interests. What do you talk about out, outside of work? What do you talk about that's not work-related when you're at work? What conversations draw you in? What activities get you up on the weekends? Those types of things. And then your purpose being that connection to the meaning of, of what you do and what makes that meaningful for you. I like to think that we create purpose, we don't find it. So we, we create that purpose by making those connections every day between what we do and, and the meaning that it adds to those that are important to us around us that might be our you know our internal circle our colleagues our family or maybe the end customer to our business we connect our purpose to how what we're doing adds value to them and it can be anywhere in between and that process of making those connections is creating your your purpose when we don't make those connections in a proactive way we don't seek those connections in a proactive way and then you know sometimes people say they're trying to find their purpose and i'll say with when you're doing that you're really waiting for someone else to connect the dots for you which may or may not happen and if you're miserable at work because you don't feel it's purposeful what can you do to try to make those connections create those connections if they really aren't there then it may be time to look for something different to do but a lot of times it's just we haven't thought about that we could create those connections and make our work more purposeful for us. Sometimes people feel very deep connection to the idea of purpose, and that's wonderful too. It adds a lot of richness to that conversation, but not everyone does. So just a little bit of different thoughts on those issues. That's our brand. Who are you? What do you do at a very deep level, not just, you know, what are the tasks you do every day at work or even what your job title is, but what value do you offer to your business, to the world? That's brand. It's not about spin. It's not about packaging. All of those things can happen in the communication of our brand and the interaction of our brand with other people in a good way Right, Trying to connect the dots between us and other people means that we have to think about how we communicate our brand. We have to think about how we package it. But it's not about spin or being fake or trying to be something that we're not. And when we hear people talk about branding in a negative way, that's typically what they're saying. And I can tell you that doesn't work. You've been around those people who are trying to be something that they're not or trying to talk in a way they, they don't belong or trying to dress in a way they don't belong and you can see through it. And if you've ever tried to do it, you can feel it. You can feel that inauthenticity. You can feel the struggle and the energy that it takes to do that. There's no way we can do that for very long. And that defeats the whole purpose of, of branding. Branding has to be clear, consistent, and constant. That clarity piece comes with the internal. How clear are you about what who and who you are 
And then the consistency and constancy comes from our ability to consistently be that to other people and constantly be in front of those people as that. So those three elements of our brand. William Aruda, Reach Personal Branding, that's the the coaching program that I teach, goes through those elements. And I love the definition that, that he created years ago, almost 18 years ago now. Unique promise of value. Unique being that it's yours. How you do something, why you do something, that's uniquely you. When you find that, that is your your gem, your foundation. That promise is do you do it consistently? Again, you can't do that if it's inauthentic. Do you do it consistently? And then that value is your ability to connect the dots between what you do and, and how you create what you do and the value that it brings to others which was kind of my laughing point in Sheryl Sandberg's conversa- uh, presentation was that she was telling people that their voice would be that thing that they found that added value to others. And that branding was this hollow spin again, this hollow um, self-centered self-seeking thing. And in fact, it's not because if you're not connecting your brand to the value you bring to others, it's not going to resonate. It's not going to connect. It's not going to serve you at all, even if you're doing it for self-serving reasons. So it's that opportunity for you to connect the dots between who are you, what do you do, what do you do consistently, how do you do it, why do you do it, and then how does it add value to others. That brings life. That brings motivation for most of us. Why do you do what you do? How does it bring value to others? And of course, that value means a lot of different things to different people. And it's also the reason that we get paid. So there's nothing wrong with having getting paid as one of your values. Puts food on the table, right? And you don't get paid if you don't know how you bring value to others in a deeper, more meaningful way than just you making money. That, in, in a nutshell, is brand that deep look at who you are, what you do, why you do it. It's a process, and it's an evolving process. Now, within that, within that brand piece, there's obviously the discovery and the internal introspection, and then there's the communication of it. We have to let people know what that is. We have to, as as our branding process talks about, exude it every day. We have to express it in, in our written communications, in our in the way that we talk with people in in online, in person, all of those things. And when we do that, we're 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 connecting those dots, we're expressing our brand, we're exuding it every day. That's where this voice piece comes in. And anything you read about brand voice talks about how it is it's a part of your brand. It's the expression of your brand. And how that consistency in your voice is just as important as consistency in your brand because, of course, it's your voice that people are going to hear or read and and it's going to be that manifestation, manifestation of your brand to them. So we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into this concept of brand voice, how you can use it in your social media, your communications, whether you're an individual or a leader 
individual contributor, or maybe even a business owner. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Each week, Larry Sternberg joins Dr. Kim Turnage to explore management issues from culture to discipline in Managing to Make a Difference. Join Talent Plus for 60 minutes of dynamic conversation, including real-life management examples helping you manage teams across the globe. This series airs on Voice America, the business channel, Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Managing to Make a Difference every Thursday afternoon with Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Ritas is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on The Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today we're talking about brand and voice. What's the difference? How do they fit together? And maybe what are what are some of the confusions that are being caused by this discussion? So we just talked about brand and, and what it is, that deep, deep look into who you are, why you do what you do, how you do what you do, what's important to you. And then voice being part of your communication of that brand. So that voice being an extension of your brand, the part of your brand that is used to communicate. And, um, you know, some people say the, the character of your brand. So those, they're, it's part of your core. It's, it's doesn't change very fast, right? It's more of, of who you are. It's that the character of your brand, the characteristics of your brand, it's, how your brand acts or speaks depending on how you might look at it and 
you know, thinking about that voice as what is part of your personality. It's part of what do people see outwardly about that brand and how can you be consistent in helping them see that outward piece of your brand. Now, some people take into account kind of that character or your persona, your 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 personality. So those might be adjectives where we think about, oh, you know, you have a playful voice or you're very professional or, you know, I tend to have more of a kind of let's cut through the trend and, and BS voice, right? That what is that part of your your character, your personality that shows up in everything you do in every way that you are with with people? Then maybe your language. So do you tend to talk in, you know, kind of serious language? And are you more funny or sarcastic? Or do you talk with simple words, more complex vocabulary, thinking about, you know, what do people see about the language that you use? And language is a very powerful tool that oftentimes we don't think about not just the impact on others, but the impact on ourselves. Do we tend to use, you know, more positive or, or negative language in how we talk about things? Um, what is it about the, the language that you use that gives people an insight into who you are? And I think about a colleague that I have who is very worldly and his language demonstrates that right when just when he talks you can get very quickly that he's well read that he's well traveled um that he's got that breadth of experience in in what he does and that's that's part of what he does when he talks it doesn't have to be condescending or uppity to be that because it's very, again, very authentic. If it wasn't authentic to him and he was forcing it, then it may come across as, as condescending or or trying to put himself above others. Then you have tone, and some people consider tone to be something that changes. Some people consider it to be part of voice. It's that, you know, you know what is that tone that you take when when you talk or when you write? Do you tend to be more scientific or clinical? You know those people, right? There was more direct, perhaps. Do you have those people who are more personable or accessible? Perhaps you might describe them as honest or humble. And then for some types of communication, you also have a purpose of the communication that goes into being part of the brand. Why are you communicating? You know, do you typically communicate to educate, to inform to sell that part of your purpose, especially if it's on social media or something where you're consistently seen as, as trying to achieve that purpose is really going to become ingrained as part of your, your brand voice. So it's this idea of around personality and how do you communicate that personality in everything that you do. And people have come up, of course, with some ways to think about how you can cultivate your own voice. A lot of them start with these basic ideas of 
brand. Do you know your brand? Do you know who you are? Do you know what you do? Do you have an idea of your where you stand on issues, etc.? So what is it that you know about your brand first? We have to have that down to then move into what is that voice that you're communicating or using to communicate that brand. So you're you're going to start with, do you really understand? And if you're doing this for yourself, you know, you're really starting with your your brand. What is it that people, that you want people to see about you in that authentic way? Because sometimes our full brand, who we are, what we do, why we do it, we don't want people to see all of that. For some of us, that's too revealing. So you want to know all of that and then figure out what do you want people to see or how do you want to communicate all of those pieces. And then you move into the actual construction of of your voice and thinking about what pieces of your personality do you want to include in how you communicate Um, probably the easiest way to do that is to look at some of your pieces that you've written about yourself um, or what are you comfortable that other people have written about you. So if you have bios, if you have um, any kind of feedback, sometimes even a a work-related evaluation can give you some clues of, of what people see as your brand and what parts of that you might want to move forward. You can look at your traits, thinking about that bigger brand question. You know, how would people describe you? How do you describe yourself? Would you say that you're intellectual, that you're passionate, that you're um, funny? What would you say about yourself? And if you could say five things, five adjectives or a quick easy way to get this from other people is to have people tell you what five words would they use to describe you and then gather those and make out some themes so that you can get to five that you want to use for yourself. That's the foundation piece of your brand. And then you want to think about, okay, so what does that mean? So if people said that you are intellectual What does that mean? What do they mean by that? Or if they said that you're quiet even, you know, what what does that mean? Um, How does that appear to you? How do you want to move that forward? And then what does that mean about how you want to communicate? So if you're intellectual, does that mean that you want to make sure you're always quoting a reference or that you're basing your information on some kind of research. You want to tie the idea of this quality, which a lot of times are kind of fuzzy and anybody could say that about anybody, right? And make it more specific to you. How is that going to look for you? How does it look for you already? And then how can you use it in your communication so that people see that about you outwardly? and something you can do consistently. So a lot of people, you know, say they're passionate. Okay, so what are you passionate about? How can you get more depth around that? 
And then what are you going to do to show that passion? Perhaps you're going to use some powerful verbs. Perhaps you're always going to be that person who's championing something or being positive. And you're always going to avoid the opposites, right? You're going to avoid being lukewarm or wishy-washy or passive in a conversation because you want to consistently demonstrate that, that passion. This is kind of that thinking about planning your communications, right? When you are online, when you're in meetings, how is this going to sound for you? What does this voice look like? And most of the time we don't think about this and then we leave the meeting and we go, oh, you know, I I was really negative and I don't want to be the negative person, right? I want to be that person that's upbeat and and moving people forward, even if it means we're changing ideas. So it seems like, oh, would I ever really sit down and think about this? Maybe not until you've done it in a way you don't want to. And then you think, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that. So if you want to think about it ahead of time, really, who are you? Who do you want to be seen as in, again, that authentic way? What do you want people to know about you and how do you act accordingly. Does that mean you never disagree with anyone? No, it just means that you use that tone and voice that is consistent with how you want to be versus reacting in a way that isn't how you want to be and therefore isn't how you want to be seen. On social media, this can help us stay away from doing things that don't work for us and maybe impact our larger our larger network because we don't understand or we don't think about we probably understand it once it happens but we don't think about the impact of our comments or our posts and how they live forever and and lots of people see them who may not say anything about it posts especially on on social media you know, what, what is going to be your brand and how are you going to put that out there? And how do you make sure that you're being consistent in that, especially when you're being active on social media or perhaps in your company's internal chat room or on an email chain? Those are the places where we tend to let our communications get away with us, especially in writing, because it's easy. We don't have that visual cue that we're off track to stop us and redirect us. So what is it that you want to do and have as your voice as you as you move that forward? Harvard Business Review did an interesting article. Um, let's see here. In the beginning of this year, beginning of 2018, around your five voices of leadership, So a little bit different take on this, that as a leader, you should be having a voice of character. So what does that sound like? It's the part of your voice that's constant, consistent, grounded in foundation, fundamental principles for of who you choose to be, which I would say is kind of the foundation of what we're talking about in as in voice in general then you've got to be able to flex and have voice and context. So you might need to be strategic or visionary at some point. 
then you may need to be more detail-oriented when you're in front of other audiences, uh, you know, taking that same voice and adjusting it for the audience, not talking about changing who you are, just talking about changing that that voice in terms of how you're communicating to the other audiences. So the interesting article there, the five voices of leadership. You don't just need one leadership voice, you need many from Harvard Business Review. So we are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to look at some examples of this. So it's still kind of all fuzzy, I'm sure. But what does this look like for companies who have a really strong voice? And what does that what does that look like? We'll take a gander at some of those examples when we come back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. In this fast-paced, technologically driven world of business, the stress can be crushing. It's exhausting business leaders and burning out good employees. It is not enough to work from the top down. We must now learn to work from the inside out. Listen to Innovative Mindful Solutions with Terry Geller. We will discuss ways to transform roadblocking emotions using mindful-based tools you can incorporate into your business and your life right now. Don't stress. Tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today we're talking about brand voice. And this applies to those of us who are individuals or leaders as much as it does to those of us who may be um, uh, running a, a company or a small business, because we want to be consistent in how we communicate our brand so that people be, become 
familiar with that. Now, why why is this important? Because people create an emotional attachment to us as individuals or to to brands in the more you know commerce sense, and they make decisions based on that. So, you know, one of my favorite articles um, from way back when by Harvard Business Review, you know, the likable fool versus the competent jerk, that people choose that likable fool for for all good things over the competent jerk. And that is, that's brand, right? That's getting someone to like you only works if you're being authentic, only works if you're, you know, being real. Um, we can only be fake and, and quote unquote charismatic for so long before people see through it. So we're not talking about that. We're talking about real connection here, real, uh, real, real relationships and being likable is being consistent. It's being true to who you are and, and in your connection to others but people form a an emotional attachment to brands because they do something consistently that other people like. Now, part of a good and a bad of a brand is that you do something consistently and other people may not like it. And those people aren't going to be your champions and that's okay. You're managing that in a positive way, right? If there's a large group of people that don't like you. It's probably not about um, your brand and your brand having a strong brand. It's probably that you're one of those competent jerks. So when we think about this, we're thinking about, yes, there may be some people that don't gravitate to you, but when you're consistent in who you are and you're consistent in how you communicate that, you're consistent in your voice, you do build those emotional connections with other people who can trust you, who know what they're they're getting, who like your interaction style or um, you know, know that they can go to you for certain things because of that consistency. So that brand voice is that personality. It's you being who you are and letting other people see that. For some people, this comes naturally, and that's nice. Although sometimes when that's us, we can let it get out of hand and say things we don't mean and those types of things because we're used to it. For some people, this takes more thought because they tend to be more reserved. And when we're really reserved, it's difficult for us to build relationships, to have champions, to create these connections because we don't have a voice um, or we don't let people see our voice. So that brand voice, you know, the examples that, that I have, and we'll go through some personal ones as well, that the examples that we're going to go through first are, are more corporate. So, these are some examples from Content Park, and then we're going to go through some others as well. So brand could be rebellious, and or you know this one talks about it being rebelliously irreverent. Revels Market. So Revels Market is a community that helps people connect with products, marketplace type of community. And they see themselves and their voice is to be this rebellion and, and irre, irre, 
sorry, <laughs> irreverent, not a word that we use very often. But so kind of snarky and um, funny, you know, making jokes about things. It's authentic. It has to be true to who you are. It feels gimmicky. Um, but they get, they do some good examples. For instance, one of their memes, at Democratic Party, Republican Party, and then the check mark is by cocktail party. That rebels, you know, we're not, we don't fit the mold. Adult Swim, so this is a Cartoon Network, uh, Cartoon Network series, I guess, is the way to, uh, way, way I would describe it. And one of the other important parts of our brand and of our voice is that it has to appeal to our target audience. So if your target audience is the C-suite of executives, you're probably going to change your voice a little bit for that conversation, the tone for that conversation may be a little bit different than your voice when you're talking with your team. The foundation and the, the tenets of that voice will be the same, but the, the tone may change. Now, Adult Swim, their demographic is that 20s, mid-20s to 30s adult. And so they are, they're winning viewers and making a good name for themselves by being off color. So a, a little bit crass, perhaps, but not too far. Something that is uh, them and, you know, it, it, it works for their brand. Wouldn't work for everybody, right? Being off color or making bad jokes or... Um, We've seen this perhaps where people use profanity because they're they're trying to be something and it doesn't work. It has to match for your brand, has to match for your audience, and always, of course has to be appropriate for the situation. The other one that they talk about is Coca-Cola. I love this one. You know, it's always happiness. From the singing hippies and the polar bears, Coke is always trying to evoke that happiness. They're all about being happy, their songs, their commercials. It's always about that kind of kumbaya spirit. And the message may change, things may change slightly, but they're always that foundation to their voice. That we're happy, we want you to be happy. Even the old advertisement, you know, the have a Coke and a smile. So we can see these people choosing, these brands, I guess, choosing a voice that this is how they're going to communicate. This is how they are going to create a, a theme around their brand and around their communications. And whether we think we are doing it or not, we all have one of those personally. So people see you as the truth teller or they see you as the questioner. They see you as the cheerleader and if you ask people, you know, what role you they think you play in a conversation or in a meeting, you might start to get some insights into how people see your voice. Are you the person that's always the serious one? Are you always the one that's making jokes? What is it that people see? And then you can decide, is that what you want people to see or not? what's true to you, what might be even more true to you than what people are seeing, because sometimes we're putting on 
uh, a face and that's what people are, are seeing may not be sustainable, may not be what we want it to be, but that's what people are seeing because that's the face that we've been putting on for so long. What is it that that people see about your voice, the way that you, that you communicate, the way you interact, the the character that you portray about your your brand on on a daily basis, on social media again, this becomes even more critical, and and a lot of the examples of brand voice are looking at social media because if we want to stand out on social media, if we want to build a community around us or our company on social media, we have to have a distinct voice. We have to stand out. We have to to take a stand, if you will, and and be something that is attractive to people. And that means that we're something that is consistent and all of the other pieces that we've talked about. So, you know, they're talking about beer and Sam Adams. Sam Adams doesn't talk about necessarily partying or drinking in a, you know, maybe a way you would expect a beer distributor to do. They're taking that more serious, a little bit more serious angle, um, casual, but not, you know, the the party you whoop it up on on social media. And they've probably done that very, very purposefully and thought about how they want to be seen, what they want their brand voice to be there on social media in um, perhaps a different take on it. You know, if you look at some of the information that Taco Bell is putting out, they tend to be more witty, funny, tell jokes, um, you know, really a different tone of voice in terms of, of trying to be funny. Other brands might take an educational or informational tone. I see a lot of individuals do this. It, uh, it can work. On a platform like LinkedIn, it probably doesn't stand out that much unless you take a little bit different angle. Everyone on, on LinkedIn is is trying to be educational and informational. So you think about how you can add your own unique voice to that. Is there an opinion or some kind of um, some kind of differentiation that you can bring to that voice rather than what everybody else in your industry might be posting there? Are you informing about the industry, informing about products? Um, If so, how is that going to add something that other people may not be doing? Part of your voice and part of what can help make you more unique is bringing out the pieces that aren't just professional. So even on LinkedIn, where everything is really about being professional, you have an opportunity to mix in uh, maybe your interests or passions into that voice in a different way. And we'll talk about some personal examples of that to close out the show when we get back. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. 
You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking about branding and voice. We've given you some examples of what that might look like on the corporate level. And I want to talk just a little bit about what that looks like on the personal level, especially on mediums like LinkedIn, where you're not supposed to have much personal content. But when you stick to just kind of solely that professional content, it can get uh, hard to stand by. Everybody in your industry might be sharing similar insights or similar ideas. And what makes you different? What what would people follow you might be a little bit different. So I have a colleague who um, was in the career space, writing resumes, doing career coaching, and was fairly well-known, published in, in major media, those types of things. And part of the brand that she took on LinkedIn was talking a little bit about her triathlon work that she did. So she was a, a triathlete just starting, just a beginner, and was engaged in that, would share a little bit about that even on a platform like LinkedIn, connect her career articles to that passion or interest and and relate them in that way. And it, like, I don't know, maybe a year or two years after she started incorporating that into her brand, she got recruited by an athletics company to be their recruiter, to be on their HR team. 
So that connection of her passion and her work, which I'm sure was also a passion for her, is still a passion for her, created a new opportunity for her, even though that wasn't the purpose, right? The purpose was to stand out from all the other careers experts out there who are doing that that same thing. So it's that ability to, especially on social media, if you're wanting to build more of a presence, to build more visibility, how can, you, how can you connect those things? And we know that in the workplace, similar things happen or are important uh, in terms of going to meetings and having small talk and being able to talk to, to people. You know, there's nothing worse than talking to someone that doesn't have any interests or anything they do outside of work or anything that they want to talk about besides work. And a lot of people think that that's being professional or that's what you're supposed to do. But it it really just makes us look one, you know, very monotone and makes it hard for people to connect with us. When we're talking about our our brand and our voice, if it's a little bit more well-rounded, it's easier for us to connect with others and talk in in a language that is connecting that is accessible and and maybe even a little bit um, leveling, you know, leveling the playing field between people of different levels and and different incomes and all of those things at your office. If you can have a brand and a voice that has more to it than just work, even with your work voice, thinking about what is it that you want to be known for what is it that you want to be known for at work and how does your communications in in everything that you do go along with that and then how is that going to be received or connect with your audience working with a leader right now who is a very very formal very um type a right everything's right all the t's are crossed all the i's are dotted and tends to write emails that are not accessible for his team. His team is more blue collar and he is, you know, more in the professional level, but also just has that personality. So then how does he kind of put those two things together that you don't want to not be who you are and when who you are is not connecting with your team, is that a place that you can make changes is writing very formally so much a part of his brand and who he is that changing it will not work for him. Maybe, maybe not. That's something that he can think about, that he can try. Uh, Is that part of his brand? Maybe he communicates a little more informally with his team and a little stays as formal as he wants to be with the people that are his peers or his bosses. Thinking about how those pieces relate to who we are and also how they impact others. Your brand is that place where the two meet. If we're just thinking about ourselves and wanting to just be true to ourselves, we may not find those opportunities to make those connections. And where do we where do we make those lines a little more fuzzy so that we can make those connections? 
how do we be who we are, but in a way that lets those other people connect with us, which is the fuzzy place about branding. And that's where people typically get confused is they'll even say, oh, Marie, I heard you say that you have to adjust who you are to, to please other people. Well, not exactly. You have to perhaps adjust how you communicate to connect with other people. That doesn't mean we have to change who we are. That usually gets us in trouble and we can't do it. And, you know, my best example of that, I was working with gentlemen in a halfway house. So they had committed some kind of crime and then most of them got caught in possession of drugs that sent them back to this halfway house after they'd been released from their their previous crime, previous jail time. And we used to have this discussion all the time. You know, how could they get a job? They were probably going to have to adjust how they showed up. They were going to have to adjust how they communicated. Did that mean that they were changing who they are? And so a lot of times we talk about church, right? Is everybody, not everybody, most people have a grandma that they had to go do something more formal with than what they were used to, whether that was going to church or going to some kind of a, a meal or a party or something where it wouldn't be your normal show. You'd probably show up different to that event. Did, were you changing who you are? No, you were showing up different to that event out of respect for your grandmother. And the things that were really important to you about who you are were still there, were still present. You were probably still funny if you're funny, although maybe you're more aware of what types of jokes you were telling. You're probably still serious if you're serious, right? Those pieces of who you are came along with you, even though they showed up a little bit differently out of respect for the event or or whatever was going on. That's what we're talking about here when we talk about adjusting our communication style or adjusting how we do something to connect with our audience. It's not changing the fundamentals of who we are. It's not changing, you know, that core. It's simply figuring out how to blur and make those connections. And that's actually one of the best communication skills we can have is the ability to do that, to flex, to adjust so that we can connect with other people. If you have questions, if you have thoughts, if you have topics for that you'd like for us to talk about on the show, please send them to me, Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthoughtleaders.com. If you're interested in working with a personal brand strategist, you can find them on careerthoughtleaders.com as well, or I'm always happy to connect you with someone that might be a good fit for you. Look forward to seeing you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.